family. And this podcast is about encouraging you to trust yourself again, especially when it comes to business. It's about self-worth and self-belief, and it's about leaning into our intuition for guidance. I know so many women, including myself, who see business as an opportunity to better the lives of other people while creating one we love. But so many of us get lost in the world of business advice. I believe the impact of our business and our connection to our people is really more determined by our thoughts about ourselves and our energy than it is by our marketing strategy. So if you're tired of trying to do business like everyone else, how about we try doing business differently? good I'm so excited for this me too I'm so excited that we finally get to talk and that I finally get to ask you all the juicy questions that I've been wanting to ask about you and your life and yeah and all of that I feel like we often get snippets in your stories because I absolutely watch all of them um but yeah I guess I want us to I want to look at your story and where you come from and um, because I know you've shared about it in terms of business and like putting us in context of how you started and why and, and all of that. Um, but I guess what, what I, what I want to complement to that story is just knowing maybe more on the personal side, like where you come from, what your life was like growing up, like all those like, little things that we don't really talk about, um, I guess on our profiles and stuff. So, um, I don't want to like throw out the big, like, dump. okay. Like tell me all about you. Um, cause people don't really know where to start and that's so normal. Um, so how about, um, let's like flash back like maybe five years. Okay. And, um, but I also want to know a little bit about, about like your background, um, like growing up and all that. I'm like, so curious about where you come from and what it was like for you at home. Um, so is there anything that pops to mind? Like that could be that you might want to share about those things. Uh, thinking back to five years ago, so flashing back, that would be what 2015. So at that point I had been married for two years. Um, I got married really young as 19 when I got married to my husband. So at least that feels really young looking back, like, what was I thinking? But it's been perfect. So it was meant to be, but we, at that point I had gone through, let's see, I did cosmetology school in 2013 and I graduated in 2014 and it's so interesting you ask about that time because it's, I didn't know what I wanted. And so I was just trying so many things to figure out like, who am I? What do I want? I had grown up thinking I would be a teacher. That was my whole life plan. My entire life. I was like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a teacher. I want to teach elementary school. And so that's what I started out doing in college. And I love learning about learning. I love kids. It was a lot of it was so fun, but there was a lot of things that the deeper I got into my program, um, I did two years of college. So the deeper I got into that program, the more I realized it wasn't really what I wanted. And um, I, it was really hard to decide, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. And Luckily things kind of like played out to where I was getting married. And so I had to leave the school I was at because we were moving and it was just, everything kind of worked. And then it was like, okay, what do I want to do now? And I had just thought one of my favorite things is just like, go get my hair done. And they like, when you find the right person to do your hair, you just feel so good. And I was like, I just want to make people feel good. Like I want them to like recognize how valuable they are. And I want to be a part of their lives. And I love listening to people. And so I went to cosmetology school for that. And, um, I I don't know if you have specific questions, but I didn't really end up 
ever doing much with it. I had a home salon. We like got a home salon certified and I did that in the evening, but it was just such a weird time of like, then I was working in financial aid because I couldn't find a salon where I didn't feel like, like during interviews, I would, the people interviewing me would talk about other people that worked there Mm, and say like things that weren't nice about them. And like, Oh, if you work here, you'll have to get used to this because she's blah, 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 whatever. And so I was just like, I don't want to be in any of those environments. And I got hired a few places and I interviewed at a ton of places and I just never found a good fit. So I opened the home salon, but then I had a day job and I worked in financial aid for an online university. was like so random but I did that and then I ended up working at an elementary school um as a reading specialist which was really fun and it was just like I went through all these different random jobs just like I don't know what I want like I don't know what I want to do this said like so interesting because I'd spent my whole life thinking I would just be a teacher yeah I don't know if you realize but when you were talking about teaching like thinking that you were always going to be a teacher and that you loved like the aspects of it that you loved it's so funny because now I guess you are teaching (laughs) yeah yeah and then about the being a hairdresser um you were just saying how you wanted people to like make them feel good and like make them feel powerful and all that and that is what you're doing now right yeah yeah I think like each piece of like what I did has like led me here and helped me like figure out like little tiny pieces of like, what do I want? How do I want to be in my life? What do I want to do with my time? How much do I want to work? And um, so, yeah, when I look back, I'm like, yeah, I can see all of the pieces kind of like, yeah, I love teaching. Like even when I first started coaching, I like ran group coaching programs. I'm like doing quotation marks because what I really did was just teach at them. Like I was so scared to coach because I was like, I don't know how to coach, but I was like, I know how to teach. And like, I had a lot of knowledge and a lot of information I could just throw at people. (laughs) Like my early group coaching was really like teaching. And so when I look back, it's like, oh yeah, like the teaching and then like helping people feel valuable and powerful and showing them how amazing they are. And just like every single step has been like a step in this direction. So kind of fun to look back. Yeah, it is. And it's so interesting. And it's, it's so good at like kind of giving us hope that things can like change and improve so much. Because I'm sure that like looking back like five years ago, you probably had no idea that in five years, you were going to have your own six-figure business, right? Yeah. No, no. Oh my gosh, no. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's so crazy. And I I know I've shared on my Instagram before about like I had a, during kind of all this time, there's like five years of like random jobs and stuff. I also like started in a direct sales company. And so like, I was kind of testing those waters of like entrepreneurship and like, do I like that? What's the feel? I really loved the community and like the focus on personal development. And, but, but it was like, even at that point, I think I was making like $80 a month and I just saw like the potential of like, wow, I could make money from home. And that was so powerful that it's like, oh, I don't have to leave my house because I'm so introverted. I'm such a homebody. Like yeah, it, me too. With, with the coronavirus, it took a pretty long time for me to like start feeling like, oh, I want to get out of the house because it was just, I'm like, yeah, oh, this is just where I hang out all the time anyway. Like didn't affect my life too much, but it when I, yeah, when I look back, I can just see like, oh yeah, I did the direct sales thing. And then I did this thing. And then I did this thing. And I would, we made like 50,000 a year at like close to our max with my husband mostly. (laughs) And I just like imagined that was our life for like the rest of our lives was like, yeah, like maybe if we were lucky and we really stuck for something, we could get close to six figures, but I never, never imagined any of this that happened it just like happened so fast yeah and it's so good and I mean it and from the outside that's also what it looks like like that it happened so fast because you did get really focused on your business like in the last year I think 
Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, when we look at your whole trajectory, like you have kind of been working towards that, like finding what it is that you wanted to do, like specifically, like what it was going to look like and all of that. So, and that's just the five years, but like how many of those parts of you have been making them like their way out, like, and, and shown to the world. Like, I just have a feeling that when you were young or when like with your friends, you were probably the one who was always giving like, like you were probably always listening to people, always like offering some kinds of solutions and like really being supportive. Am I wrong? No, <laughs> you're absolutely <laughs> right. I remember um, even in college, my roommates would like, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't ever be alone because my roommates would always just come sit <laughs> like that and tell me their problems. And I loved it. Like I loved being able to be that person for them. And that's why like when I do like pitch with my business, I talk about like, you don't have to do it alone. Like you have somebody in your corner because I think we, especially in entrepreneurship, but really in our lives, like it can feel lonely. We can be surrounded by people. We can have, you know, thousands of followers on social media and still feel so alone. And so that's like one of my like guiding values is like being in their corner. Like, I just want to be in people's corner so they know they don't have to do it alone. And I love the, like talking about like, it wasn't really an overnight success, even though I'm like, oh, it happened so fast because like once there's like that snowball effect of like, you're kind of like rolling the teeny, teeny snowball. It's like the size of a grain of salt or something. And then like, all of a sudden it's like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it, but it takes a lot of like pushing that snowball and getting it in the right direction and getting it packed full of the right stuff. And I know just years my whole life, I've been the kind of person who just, I don't do something unless I know I'm going to be really good at it. Yeah. Um, I, I would quit like sports if I wasn't very good at it. Like softball, not good at softball. <laughs> like even to this day, my parents like will talk about like they put me in left field or something like somewhere where the balls didn't get hit very often. <laughs> so like I was either warming the bench or like out somewhere that they like trusted that ball would not get to me very often. And like, bless my coaches. Like they weren't very sneaky about like, oh yeah, where should we put Brooklyn so she doesn't cause like us to lose the the games or whatever. So softball didn't last very long. I think I played like maybe two years. It was like, I didn't like feeling like I wasn't good. Like being around people who were so good at what they do. And I was like the newbie and that pattern shows up in my life over and over again that like in ninth grade we had junior high that was seventh through ninth and then high school was 10th through 12th which is really weird but um it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because ninth grade still counts but I was a junior high cheerleader in ninth grade and secretly I really wanted to cheer for the high school but I was so scared I wouldn't make it and people would see me fail and people would see oh she tried out and didn't make it and would have thoughts about me or something and so I didn't try out and I just told people I just didn't really like being a cheerleader like that's what I told Mm. people to like protect myself and I didn't even realize at the time really what I was doing and it was just the same like was doing hair it was like terrifying to do something I had no idea what I was doing I felt dumb the whole time like most of these girls grew up wanting to be cosmetologists, their moms were cosmetologists, and it was like learning Chinese, like a whole new language, like, I don't know what this means, I don't know what this means, I can't even do a French braid, like, I was so out there, and then I didn't die, like, I survived this experience of, like, really pushing myself to do something that was hard for me, and that was a big, like, turning point with my business was just like deciding it's okay if people see me fail it's okay if people see me like start small that's like a big thing that I see is like but I don't want people to see me when I only have a few hundred followers or I don't want people to see me pitch this program and then only like fill one spot or whatever it's like but that's just part of the process and my whole life like I wasn't that way. And I just like slowly started taking those steps towards being a person who was okay to fail. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of built up your courage, I think, which is probably why then you felt so comfortable showing up. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, there's something that I, I want to honor, I guess. Um, and I feel like people are, well, at least that's my experience, but I'm sure that that's the same thing for all the other women who really appreciate you. But there's something to be said about how you show up. Like, I feel like you show up really being yourself. And I, I feel like you, I feel like for you, it's more important to be helpful to the women you want to serve than to look like everything's perfect and in order and all that. Would you say that's right? Yeah, absolutely. I, and again, it's those things that just those small, like tiny moments of like being courageous on things that like might seem silly. Like it's one of the things my clients always say, like, I know this is silly. I'm like, no, it's not silly. Like if it's, if it's emotional to you, if it feels hard, if it feels scary, it's not silly. And one of those things is like showing up if my makeup wasn't done or if my hair wasn't done. And when I first started like showing up on Instagram stories, oh my gosh, like I would go get ready just to do Instagram stories. And of course I still prefer that. Of course I still like to look nice and use my filters and feel really good about myself. But like I made a promise myself that I would still show up even when I wasn't. And I would still like share the things that were on my heart or follow whatever plan I'd made of what I wanted to teach that day and getting past that that perfectionism like this I need to be perfect all the time and being able to show like no you can just show up without makeup on and your hair done or with horrible lighting in your laundry room office because I worked for so long like you can show up in a laundry room office and make a whole lot of money like yeah I've served so many people like so many people yeah and if you held yourself back and waited for things to be perfect, then you would probably still working, be working towards that. And you wouldn't even have been able to help those women that you've helped. Yeah, right? absolutely. It, it's, it's the women that I've helped that really shows me like how, how important all those little scary, courageous steps were because now there's women who Uh, like one of my clients I was, I met with last night, she had, um, she made $12,000 last night and her goal for the whole year was $12,000. Like she wanted to make a thousand a month. And then last month she made 12,000 and not all of my clients are making that much money, but like they're all making progress. And for her, that was just like such a full circle moment of like showing her what was possible for her. It was like, this is so possible for you. Like $12,000 in a year is an amazing goal and is like so much for your family when you're working part-time. Like that's a lot of Disneyland trips. It's a new car. (laughs) It's like, you know, the health insurance that you really need to make 12,000 in a year, but she did it in a month. And so, so fun to like see that. Yeah. That ripple effect and have my clients like learning and saying, yeah, I, I've learned to show up even when my makeup's not done or my hair's not done <laughs> and overcoming yeah. that too. Cause then it just, it ripples into their audiences and the people they serve, they feel more comfortable with that kind of stuff too. Yeah. I love that. I can't help but imagine like if every single one of us was comfortable mm-hmm. showing up Our like, Are you, oh, I think you froze, yeah. Just let me know when you're back. (laughs) Well, I can hear you, I just can't see you. Won't be long. All right. Cool. There you are. <laughs> Connection got bad for a minute. <laughs> That's okay. I I was just saying that. Can you imagine if like all all of us, including like all your clients and all the women, like just suddenly felt okay showing up, whatever the impact that that could have, like on everyone else in our communities and our 
family is and like everything. Yeah, so right. big. Because even though I'm a business coach, I actually don't have any clients who are business coaches. And so they're all in different, different wow. businesses. And so it's like the ripple effect isn't even just in like the business coaching world or the entrepreneurship like world. It's, it's into like marriage coaches and it's into graphic design clients and trying to think of some of my other clients, but like, it's just, it's so fun to think about like that effect is not just in the entrepreneurship world, but it's going into parenting coaches and families and like into just the world of, of women who need these messages that like, it's okay to show up imperfectly. I love that so much. Okay. I want to talk about baby Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's do it. Can we do that? Can you tell me, tell me about your family? Tell me about, um, if there's anything that comes to mind for you, um, just about the way that you were raised, I guess, and maybe some of the like most um, impactful experiences maybe that you had growing up or just something around those lines. I don't know if anything comes to mind, but. Yeah, like oh, these are good questions. Um, I grew up in a family of five kids and, oh, wow. and mom and dad, both like pretty traditional family like the traditional quote-unquote family of mom dad dad worked Um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom most of our most of our lives and um I was I'm the second oldest so Mm, I have three younger siblings and there's kind of like the girls and then the boys because there were three girls my parents had within like a four-year time period which is insane now Mm, now that I have one I'm like what the heck (laughs) they must have never slept and then there was like a five-year gap and then my brother and then like a five-year gap and another brother so like we kind of almost had these like two (laughs) like me and my sisters and then the brothers which was kind of fun um but it was almost like I was kind of like that middle child because they say like when when there's like a five-year gap or something, the, the family dynamic starts over with like first and middle. So I was kind of a middle child oh, yeah. um, growing up, which I, the main thing I think about with being, with my childhood was being the peacemaker. That was the title I was given and I loved that title. I was like, I'm the peacemaker. I'm the one who goes with the flow. Like I'm easy to please. Like I remember, this is so random, but like a guy in college told me, he's like, you're just so easy to please. And I was like, thank you. Like, and I don't think he meant it as a compliment, but it was like, everything just like made me happy. It was so, so simple for me to just enjoy life. And then as I got like, honestly, I didn't even realize this until like my adult years of like that peacemaking perfectionism, like kaboom was like a big explosion into like, especially the last few years, I've just realized like how much of myself I lost by always being what other people needed me to be. And I love to serve. I love to give. I still don't care like where we eat dinner or like (laughs) those kinds of things. Like, but being able to kind of stand up for myself more and like, this is important to me or like, I am going to make time for this, even if it kind of like ruffles feathers for other people. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's like exactly what I, what I thought when you mentioned that, because I guess like growing up as a little girl, that is the goal to be like pleasing. And, um, well, at least that's what we're, most of us are taught. Um, yeah, culturally for sure. Yeah. So that did just make, make me think like, oh, well at the time it probably felt like the right thing, but it probably set you up with a pattern of people pleasing for sure. Yes, absolutely. I, I met with um, a potential client. We were talking about like, she wants her, her niche to be people pleasing. And I'm like, well, there's a million of us in the world because (laughs) that's how so many of us were raised and not to any fault of our parents, but it's, there's just so many cultural factors as well that it was kind of led us to where we are now. And then 
we become adults and we're like, oh, I don't really like always giving into other people and like, I don't even have hobbies. I don't even know what I like anymore. And that really did start like in childhood and like, whether you were a middle child or not, like a lot of women are, they went through that same thing of just being the peacemaker. And instead of like actually being a peacemaker, it was more like the people pleaser. Like, I think there's kind of a difference there that we haven't like mastered how to teach being a peacemaker versus being a people pleaser. I feel like, um, when you were young, you were keeping the peace. Whereas now I feel like you might even be more of a peacemaker because I don't see it as if you take care of yourself, it means you're not taking care of others. I feel like you show up for yourself and then with your clients, you are helping them be at peace, which for me means being a peacemaker. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so good. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for that. I feel like so many are probably, are probably um, feeling that way too. And you just also made me think of, of something that I, there was a, anyways, I wrote it, I wrote a post about this, but I, I've realized that most of us are going to have this moment where we finally get to be the woman that we really are but there is like going to have to be like this moment, like really ugly time where we actually have no idea who we are or what we want, what our preferences are and to own them and to give ourselves permission to be her. Um, And I feel like ultimately we are all going to get to be here at some point, but the decision that we have to make is when, because some of us, get to be her now and then we have the rest of our lives to be her but some of us wait so long and only get like I the thing that I said was we either get we could get 50 years or we could get the final moments like on our bed like when we're leaving um that we get to be her in that moment but um, I feel like we all have a choice to step into her right now and I guess that that's why I love what you do and like who you are and all the other women who are bravely showing up as they are like imperfectly and well, perfect in my opinion, because I think we're all perfect when we're being ourselves, but you know, just very humanly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I feel like that really helps to, to show that it's possible to be here now. Um, I don't know if anyways that... (laughs) Yeah, that, no, that all makes perfect sense. And I don't know if it's exactly like, it's a perfect transition, but I, it made me think of something. So I, I feel like I should bring it up, but I, um, when I did my post about anxiety and I shared my story of anxiety, it was so random because I, I am a business coach. And so like, I share stuff about myself, but I hadn't really shared that deeply, like of here's some of what I went through. And if you look at that five-year timeline, that's kind of like when the crap hit the fan was like five years ago. And it was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I want. I don't know who I am. Like, what am I even doing? And um, when I, I shared this post of just my story and how I like found out I have anxiety and getting diagnosed and all the things that I tried to like solve it without medication and then just that like getting on medication and it was like the angel singing moment like wow I like finally felt like me again and it was like I felt more me than I had really ever felt and um, I don't think medication is the answer for every single person out there but I wanted to share my story because I just like I intuitively felt like I needed to share that story and um and I hope I don't get too emotional, but like the other day I had someone who I, I know her, but we've never met in person and she's really quiet, like a quiet follower, not somebody who like comments on all my stuff and comes to my lives and whatever. Like she's kind of a quiet follower <laughs> and she, um, she messaged me and said she read my post on anxiety 
and realized she was in the same boat and had been trying all those things and finally went to the doctor and she's like, I am me. Like I'm finally me for the first time after taking medication. And I think for most people that experience is like trial and error with different medications. For me, it was just like the first one was like, this is exactly what I needed. And I guess that happened for her too, because she was just like, I just feel like me, like I didn't realize I needed the help. Like, it just felt like, oh, this is all I've ever known. And, um, that was so powerful to me of just like, man, if that post only influenced her, which it didn't, it influenced way more than that. But like, if that post only influenced her, it was worth every second I spent posting, like typing that up and filtering my image (laughs) and it was worth the vulnerability of like, what if people think certain things about me because I'm saying get on medication because yoga didn't work for me. (laughs) And I think all those things that I tried, like a healthier diet and essential oils and yoga and meditation, like, I think those things help, but like that, that moment of getting on meditation or medication, like opened up like, wow, all these other things help now, but I wasn't even emotionally like at a stable level to where those things could help. And just that, like, I'm so glad she reached out because I know that she's probably not the only one. And when we are vulnerable and share our stories and tell people these things that we've been through and how we overcame them, most people don't say anything. Yeah. But I think, I know when I read people's posts, I don't always comment and say, wow, this was amazing. This changed my life. Thank you so much. Like I'll just like double tap and keep scrolling or whatever. So they don't even know the effect that they had on me. And I think I was just thinking about that as you were talking, just like that vulnerability, that being like, I know these words are getting thrown around a lot, but like being your authentic self, being human, showing people like, I'm just a human. And even though I'm this proponent of coaching and coaching yourself and essential oils and all the things that I do for my mental health. It's like, surprise, I also take a little white pill every morning that stabilizes me to the point that all those other things work. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the effect that that post had because it was so outside my realm of like how to write your Instagram bio and <laughs> things like that were like really tactical business pieces. And that post is like one of my most highest engaged because people just really appreciated knowing they weren't alone yeah I love that post because I I got to see like more into your life I guess I really liked it yeah I love that vulnerability and that you were you were so brave to like say those things um you yeah and I had Rebecca on um last week I love Rebecca. I had a chat with her. Yeah, me too. She's so cool. And she talked about her experience with medication as well um, mm-hmm. in her, because uh, she had postpartum depression. And I, I love that you both are like so comfortable opening up about it because I don't want anyone to feel shame if that's the thing that helps. And what that makes me realize is if taking medication was the thing that allowed you and Rebecca to like, like breathe, like get out of the water and finally like breathe for real in your life and step into the woman that you're meant to be. Like if that was one part of the the thing that helped you show up more as her and be yourself and feel more like you, I feel like there's no way that could be wrong. There's no way it could be a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. remember just, um, when I finally went to therapy, I knew that my, um, my family has a history of mental illness, especially anxiety. And so I knew if I ever exhibited specific symptoms that I had seen growing up and had heard stories of and stuff that I, I would get help. Like I'd always promised myself, I will get help if I need it. Like that was just such a big thing for me. And when I started having really bad panic attacks, like I didn't even know what they were. I was so, I didn't know. So like when you, when we talk about like awareness and just sharing what happens, like 
I think that's important too, because I didn't even know that that was like a problem. I'm like, what? People don't curl up on the side of their bed, like dry heaving and like, can't feel like they can't breathe, feel like they're going to die, have a heart attack. And like, just like, can't stop crying. And like, it's just like this horrible, super, super dark, like circle, just like, I don't even know how to really explain it, but like, you just keep trying to get out, but you just like, can't get out of it. So when I went to therapy, I thought she'd be like, yeah, you have mild anxiety or whatever. (laughs) And then I got diagnosed with this like whole list of things. Like, she's like, yeah, you have generalized anxiety disorder. You have depression, PTSD, panic disorder. And just like, wow, (laughs) like this all kind of makes sense now. Like, and I think getting that diagnosis, um, I didn't really ever find a therapist that I like super clicked with and I kind of got the help that I needed in other ways, but, um, getting, even just getting that diagnosis was so helpful because now I had like, as much as I don't want to label, but it's like, now I have information. Now I have information I can run with. And so then I, my solution is always buy a book and learn. <laughs> like whatever my life problem is, I'm like, is my toddler throwing a temper tantrum? What book can I buy that will teach me how to solve it? Yeah. Like, and so in yeah. that moment, it was like, okay, I have anxiety. What can I, like, I bought books and I started implementing the things that I was learning and I got on medication and it was like, just all these things, but just even getting that, those labels <laughs> was like, I I think looking back, it was so, I was so ready for the help that I didn't know I needed. And so even though you can look at a label as a label and like, oh, I'm like an anxious person. It's like, you're just a person with anxiety. I love the people first language. Like Mm. I'm a person who has anxiety. I'm a person who has panic disorder or whatever. And you can choose to look at those as information. It's just like, this is just a tool and my arsenal of things that can help me feel my best because now I have titles that I can search and I can read books on that I can find a coach to help me with that I can find a therapist that specializes in and until I have those definitions of what what was like quote unquote wrong with me like basically it was just information like okay this is I I am the way I am and my husband who's like I don't get it I just don't get why you can't just choose to be happy every day, you know, like, Mm. and having those labels kind of made me feel safer, I guess, in a way that it was like, okay, now we have something to work with. Yeah. Probably that you started feeling more understood. Um, I, there's one thing that I know, I feel like I keep saying this in every episode, um, but we all have a story. We all have a story and we all have a dream, right? Um, we all have a story and we've all been through things and healed from things. Um, I don't really think anyone can have a perfect childhood, to be honest, like no matter what it looks like. And it's not about the parents. It's just a whole bunch of factors. But I really think that we and it maybe it has nothing to do with our family anyways. But I think that we all go through things and heal from things. And sometimes it takes a lot of time. And And I believe that when we openly talk about it, it's the perfect way to help someone realize maybe what they, um, not the gravity of what they've been through, but to finally recognize that it's okay that they've been feeling that way. And to, I guess, um, yeah, like to honor what they've been through. And that it, it is like a part of us and it shapes us in some way. And, and it looks like, it looks so different for everyone. Like just like I have you now and you have such a unique story and Rebecca had such a unique story and, and like every woman does. Um, and even if we don't all have the same struggles or have gone through the same experiences, our willingness to open up about it and to, to show how we've healed and to show that it's possible. And even just being brave enough and vulnerable enough to, to, to show it and to, to be that person fully like in front of others, I feel like can be really healing for other women. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think 
as far as like our childhoods and stuff, like we are humans that are being raised by humans, which just means that we're all imperfect. Like Mm -hmm. our value, our worth is perfect, but as humans, we make mistakes. And so we, even though we're perfectly valuable and perfectly whole as we are, we also make mistakes. We also just, we aren't perfect. We aren't gods. Like this is just who we are. So we're raised by, you know, whether you're raised by a mom, a dad, a mom and dad, two moms, two dads, like whatever your like grandparents, foster parents, like whoever you're raised by, they're imperfect and they do things imperfectly. And so there's always going to be <laughs> some sort of things that we can work through that, that came from our childhood that came yeah. from whatever was whatever was told to us, whatever was put on us. Like even my seventh grade art teacher told me I probably shouldn't take any more art classes because it just wasn't my forte. He's like, I just think you'd do better in choir or something like that. And um, like, I don't think he ever thinks about what he said to me, but like, you know, here I am, what, 15 years later? Am I that old? Yeah, like 15 years later-ish. Then it's like, 15 years later, I still think about that. Like I still, like it really affected me and I let it affect me. And um, I do think when we, when we share these stories, I always tell my clients, you don't have to air all your dirty laundry. You don't have to talk about anything you don't want to. You don't have to bring up abuse. You don't have to talk about your mental illness. Like you don't have to talk about any of it, but even just showing people like I don't have makeup on or my house is messy or my child's throwing a temper tantrum or whatever it is, like just being human. Like you don't have to purposefully show like here's all my dirty laundry. So everybody knows what's going on, but just authentically sharing. And like, I know we both really talk about intuition and like leaning into that intuition of like that anxiety post was so random that it was like, why am I, why do I feel called to share this? But it affected at least that one woman and probably yeah. more. And like, it's literally like my highest shared post ever. And it wasn't even like a shareable graphic. It wasn't like super cute. It wasn't like my most well thought out post, but it really, people like saw themselves in the story and appreciated that. So even though I'm not giving all the dirty details of my past and like what caused PTSD and all those things, like just sharing that little tiny glimpse of my story, like affected so many people. And there's so many people who them, like I used to hide that I had anxiety. Like I remember one of my friends telling me that she was getting on medication and I was like, why would she tell people this? Shouldn't tell people this. This is like, like hush hush keep it on the hush hush if you have problems <laughs> quote unquote you guys can't see I'm doing the little little quote hands but like <laughs> you have problems you don't tell people and then I found so much power in like me too like once I finally told you like yeah me too that's how I felt too and it just sparks some really amazing conversations and helping us feel more whole like oh I'm not alone in this that's like such a huge thing for me is like just I don't want anybody to feel like they're alone in what they're going through yeah or have gone through yeah for sure yeah I think it's the same for me I I I I agree with you that I don't think everyone has to like share openly their story I don't think that's a necessity for them to heal from it yeah um I think it just so happens that for me, I don't know if it's like my personality type or the fact that like I'm an empath or like a highly sensitive person, like whatever, like all those things. I don't know why, but this thing, like what we're doing and sharing everything openly. And, um, that's just how I am lit up, I guess. That's just what lights me up and what I feel so lucky to do. Um, but yeah, I don't think it has to be the same for everyone. Like everyone can have their own way of processing and and healing and all of that. Um, I just feel really lucky that I get to sit with women like you and have them open up about, you know, what they've been through and what shaped them and what like impacted their lives and to then, have those other women who are the silent people, you know, and 
um, the ones who don't really comment and stuff, but who do see the things and who end up really, really being um, impacted by it. Um, I did uh, another podcast last week with Susan that I just released yesterday, I think, Susan uh, Ferraro. And in the episode, like, we talk about rape and sexual assault. Um, and there's a woman, I don't even like, I think she has like a, an anonymous profile or something on YouTube, but she commented like hearts. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling so vulnerable about that episode. I just felt like I could have done so much better. And you know, all the stories that come up. Yeah. Um, but I released, I, I felt like, you know, this thing is more important than however I'm feeling about it right now. I know it's going to pass. And so yeah. she wrote the hearts and I, and I, I commented back and I was like, you don't even know like how much this means to me, like just to know that she enjoyed it. Yeah. And she responded and she said, no, like you don't understand what it meant to me to like hear this. Yeah. And I was like, done. Like it was the same. I'm like, if this can help just one woman, like in any way, I'm yeah. good feeling vulnerable and, and uncomfortable. Like I'll do it. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I, this is like such a different, um, like such a different topic because it, it's not, well, I don't want to qualify too much, but basically like, uh, that's a lot of what I do around money is like talking about how much money I make and showing people where the money goes. And, um, that's freaking terrifying for me that like my family can see that money because oh, wow. I grew up in a, in a family that we, um, we always had our needs met and more like looking back, I'm like, gosh, we were so blessed, but like, it, there was so much talk of like, there's not enough money and we don't have money for that. And we'll never be able to afford that. And those people have all the money and just things like that, that I grew up around, which I think so many of us did. And that's one of my big things. I'm like, I just really want to normalize talking about money. Like it doesn't have to be this big, scary thing, which it still kind of is for me. Like when I shared about my 20 K months and like where all that money went and like what I, like I paid off my coach and like all the things that like, here's where 20 K went, here's how I earned that money. It was so powerful for people to like see and put themselves in the story. And I had so like such a good response from that. And I almost didn't do it because I was just so scared of what people would think of me <laughs> because I was like making money. Like it's so random, but, um, I, yeah, I think that's like when you, feel called to share something, even if it brings up those emotions for you that are harder to process or scary or whatever, like it can still help people so much, it's like can totally help people. So that's why I say like, you don't have to air your dirty laundry, but if you want to, then you should, like, if you're feeling called to like, by all means, like whip that dirty laundry out and let us see it. Because I know other women talking about their experiences with anxiety and depression and PTSD and panic disorder have like helped normalize for me in my own life and what I went through. And again, made me feel less alone. Like it was so, so powerful to read those stories. And when I read stories of other moms whose kids don't sleep through the night at two years old, or like they finally gave in and are letting their kids sleep in their bed. Cause that's what we're doing right now. Like two years in, we were ready to sleep. And that meant she sleeps between us every night. And reading that, like from other moms, I'm like, oh, good. I'm not the only one. Like, with this, like even though I wouldn't wish it on anybody, you're just kind of like, oh, so glad I'm not alone. And so yeah. I love normalizing these conversations that the generation before us, it was so like, you just don't talk about rape. You don't talk about human trafficking. You don't talk about how much money you make. You know, talk about mental illness. Like those are just things that they didn't talk about openly. And I love that we're the generation that's like, hey, here's my dirty laundry. We're gonna like, let's just normalize this crap because we're all experiencing it anyway. And when we talk about it, like we can get the help that we need, we can heal, we can serve other people. And so and that's, I love being part of this generation that's kind of, opening the doors for those conversations. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, 
Yeah, I feel very lucky. Um, and I had no idea that you felt vulnerable about sharing about your month. I couldn't yeah. even have like imagined that. It's so funny. I just felt like it was so easy for you. Yeah. But oh, that's a that yeah. That's what everybody said. It's like oh, it just seemed so natural. I'm like oh my gosh, you should see <laughs> all of the thought work I did, all the coaching I got around like what will happen if I post this and it's like oh I'm okay like we're okay and it's my highest like watched video and people love it and people like were able to like I said put themselves in the story like wow maybe I could do that maybe yeah that could happen for me or I know for myself getting in a, a mastermind where women were consistently making 10 to 20k a month that seemed outrageous to me like what how would you ever make that much money in one month like it's almost half of what we made in a year you know and um being around that normalized it for me yeah. and then I think that my brain was able to like level up into like maybe this is possible for me and that's what like I have I've worked so much on my money beliefs and I think that there's enough for all of us and there's enough for us to all take care of each other and if we can get the money into the hands of the women who are going to use, like, we know that women like us are going to use it for good. And sometimes good means just splurging on yourself and your family. And sometimes it means donating to the causes that are near and dear to your heart, but normalizing talking about it is, I think a really good first step in like, there's enough for all of us. And like the world is so much more abundant than we're even aware of. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so I want to, I feel like, I think we're going to like be going to the, towards our clothes here because we're like five minutes to the hour. Yeah. Um, but I want to finish talking about, um, so like I said earlier, like we all have a story, but I know that we also all have a dream. And I know that right now you're working on simplifying your business and, and all of that. Um, and I think that's great because you've reached like such a, a, a nice place to be in. Um, I also, I'm curious about what, like, I guess I, I asked you, cause I asked you this in your live, I asked you like, what's next for you. And so that's what you were saying. But I'm curious if there is, and it doesn't have to be about business, like I, but I want to know, like, what are you working towards or like, what are you working on right now? That next level that you want to, to go to get to and like what that work kind of looks like right now. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think in my business, I am working towards simplifying and that's, you know, why I got the offers I have and the pricing I have, and it's just working towards how can I simplify this, but also have as much impact as possible and make it accessible for people to get the information that really helped me get from A to Z. And, um, that's, that's really what the happy hustle is, is, is I want it, it to be a, a group program where there was community so you didn't feel alone and I wanted it to be somewhere where you could come get the information that you needed in one place instead of looking for it all over Pinterest and in freebies and like just being able to get it from somebody who gets it who's been there who's done the thing and um so I'm so excited to see where that goes because I know like I have so many plans and dreams for that and like hopefully doing one day when coronavirus ends, cause I'm going to like manifest that, I swear. Um, like to do like in-person events and like get to know people in real life. And I want to host like virtual camps and I want to do like additional offers and things that people inside the happy hustle can do if they're ready for like the next level. And um, so as far as that goes, that's kind of my next thing for my business is really like continuing one-on-one -on -one coaching because I love the one-on-one -on -one relationship. I know that's so powerful, but also making the knowledge, the information, the community accessible to people who, you know, like $49 a month is 
is what you would pay to like be in the happy hustle. And that's still like, I remember signing up for a program that was 49 a month and it was still a stretch for me at that point. Like, Oh, like, this is just another bill I have to pay. And, and like, I, I want it to be accessible, but I also want it to be like a stretch where people are investing in themselves and are going to show up and do the work in my personal life. There's a lot of, um, shift around like finding myself and like rediscovering what I want. Like that's, you're like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what are your hobbies? Like teaching people how to run businesses. Like, oh, that's my day job too. Like, so there's a lot of rediscovering happening around what are the things that are fun for me? And what kind of a mom do I want to be to my two-year-old? What kind of a wife do I want to be? Like this past year has been so business focused and um, like all of my, all of my thought work and all of my coaching and all the books I read all were to help me get to this place in my business where it feels pretty stable that it will keep running itself. Um, and now I'm ready, like, okay, now I'm next. Like I'm really working on like my body and healing that, like getting my body to a healthier place and learning how to love that process instead of doing it from a place of like self-loathing or self-hatred and like, um, so there's just a lot of that going on, lots of learning about energy work and law of attraction and learning about, like, I want to order all the crystals and <laughs> just like kind of stepping into this new, like, wow, this is so different for me, like from anything I, I've learned growing up in a Christian home, which I don't even think we touched on, but like, and I still love my faith. I still love my religion. I love all of it, but also being able to be like, might be the crazy kook with the crystals too. Like I'll be bringing my crystals to church in my bag or whatever, <laughs> because like, I, I think that there's space for both of that. And that's like a big piece of me is it's like, I'm this, but I'm also this. I'm this, but I'm also this and learning that it doesn't have to be one or the other. You don't have to be a mom or a business owner. You don't have to be a Christian or someone who's into chakras and crystals. Like it can be like that. And like, I'm this and has been so powerful for me. Like I have anxiety and I have a six figure business. Mm, like I I, I'm a mom and I have time to take care of myself. That's a good one I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like finding myself again is, is a big thing that I've been working on right now I don't know if that answered your question but yeah I have a follow-up though <laughs> yeah go for it so how does Brooklyn want to feel like a year from now oh wow how do I want to feel a year from now I, I will say I, I've noticed I always qualify things like I always start with like a preface <laughs> like a here's the preface what I'm going to say and then here's what I'm actually going to say I do this in my personal life too but is um like I, I know it's such a, a hot buzzword right now but like I want to feel aligned mm, yeah that's like the word that I'm going for is like I just want to feel so aligned and in like the flow just like that things are working and that I feel like I'm doing what I'm called to do. And that's things that like that I'm practicing that every day right now. I'm like really trying to listen to my intuition and like, what do I want to do? What should I do? Like, what am I being called to do? What am I being called to share? Um, where like what should I do with my daughter this week like what room should I clean today like it's like kind of silly simple things not silly simple things like they seem simple but it's I'm, I'm practicing what it feels like to be in alignment and that's that's the word I'm going for I want to feel really aligned next year yeah yeah like in all places of your life I guess right yeah absolutely and that's everything kind of always starts in my business just because that's where I've put so much of my focus, but that's why I've been simplifying so many things in my business is because I really want to feel aligned there, even though my brain is like, Oh, but if we sell this other thing, 
you can make more money or because <laughs> yeah. I have like a, I have followers who would probably buy anything I put out, but now I'm like simplifying into like just a happy hustle where they're going to get everything that I give them. And, um, that feels kind of scary, but it feels really aligned to just be like one-on-one or happy hustle. I don't have to have this huge offer suite to, you know, these are really businessy terms, but like, I don't have to have a huge offer suite in order to make six figures or, you know, a quarter million or half a million. Like all of that can be done simple if I follow that alignment. Cause I could totally hustle my way there and I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get there through like alignment and that sometimes means like slowing down to get there, slowing down yeah. to speed up. That's like what I've been telling myself. We're slowing down to eventually speed up. Yeah. So that, that snowball can keep going like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in, so in one year, all of that alignment, like these daily choices of trying to find alignment and listen to my intuition are going to like come to fruition for sure. No doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. And I have like another like little teensy question to just follow yeah. up on that. Um, but what, what is that going to look like? Because I see, I feel like the business part you've got, I know you're still getting support and all that. Um, but I, I feel like you've got that figured out. <laughs> um, I have any part of my life figured out. That's the piece I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but what is that alignment going to look like in terms of, because I, I feel like you're, you're talking about t- taking more care of yourself and feeling more like yourself and about your, like your body and, and your health and all that. Um, and so what is that alignment going to look like? Like, how do you want to feel about yourself and your body? Like in a year, I want to, I, I would love to know, like on that direction. Yeah. Um, I want to feel like it's the best thing in the world to take care of myself. I want to feel like this is worth anything that's been hard to get here. And I know that's something I've been like harping on a lot lately in my content is like, it's okay if it's hard because I've realized like taking care of my body, prepping meals, planning what I'm going to eat, like, oh, that feels really hard. And I could try and convince myself it's easy or I could just be like, yeah, this is kind of hard and that's okay. Mm. But I think a year from now, I want, like, I want to feel like all of those hard decisions that I made, all those hard things that I did led me to a place where it's the best thing ever to take care of myself and being able to like be I'm like, I want it. I, I think at that point it will be easy. Just like my business feels now, it's like 12 months ago, showing up on Instagram without makeup was really hard. And now it's not now it's like a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this yeah. is just what I do. This is just who I am. So I want that self-love self-care, um, healthier version of me who's taking better care of her body and eating food that come from the earth. And like these things that are are so different than what I have been used to. Like I, I think it will be easy at that point. And that's what I want it to be. I love that. I love it. I feel it's so good when we have an idea of what that next level is going to look and feel like for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like in all areas of life, right? Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so good. Oh. Well, I, I feel very, very lucky. And I'm so glad that we had this conversation. Thanks. It was really fun. (laughs) This is so different than what I usually do. So it's fun to kind of step out of my comfort zone, I guess, and talk (laughs) about some of these things. Cause I, I think that the work that you're doing is so helpful too. And so powerful Mm. to help women not feel so alone. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I am going to, cause I know all your links. So I'm going to post your Instagram and Perfect. your website and, um, yeah. And all of that, I feel like, um, anyone who is 
in business or, or starting out or something like that is definitely going to love having you around if they don't already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so nice. <laughs> You're awesome. I love getting to know you so much. I'm so glad. Like, oh, I feel like all my questions were answered and this is so perfect. Thanks. This was so good. I appreciate you having me. Mm. <laughs> all right. Um, so I look forward to our, your next lives and our next calls in the happy hustle. And I look forward to seeing your journey of feeling more like yourself. And I, of course, I love watching all the business things, but I also really love like seeing all of the rest bloom and become more yeah. aligned and all of that. Yeah. It's all intertwined yeah. for sure. So mm. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for coming Brooklyn. I'm so glad. Yes. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay. All right. Well, I will see you uh, next time. Okay. We'll see ya. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and found something valuable. I'd love to talk to you about something I've created. If you found yourself feeling overwhelmed by business and if a lot of the advice out there doesn't resonate with you, I'd like to invite you to consider my coaching program, Biz Made Easy. In this program, I walk you through the simple business principles you need to create a sustainable business that feels good and that feels easy. It's everything you need to do things your way and use your intuition to guide you in your business journey. Combined with that, we dive into the mindset and healing work that finally allows you to show up fully in your business, be comfortable being seen, feel confident with what you know right now, trust yourself in your ideas, and believe that your dreams are, in fact, possible. It's a lifetime access program with six modules walking you through tools and principles you need for business and mindset. Plus, the program includes live coaching rounds where we meet multiple times a year for six weeks of live coaching and working on your business and mindset together. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I'll also leave more info in the show notes about it. And if it sounds like a right fit, I would love to welcome you into the program, see you and your business grow and create a beautiful space for you to do business your way. Thank you.